Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, is this the year that a Game of Thrones actress can finally win an Emmy? I'm Tom O'Neill of Gold Derby here with Joyce Ang, Daniel Montgomery, Susan Wazena. And we're going to get to the bottom of this because Peter Dinklage wins every year, right? What's going on with the women? I have a theory. And let me, let me start here. I'm Tom O'Neill, the editor. Let me start here with um, uh, my theory. I, I think in the, in the past at Game of Thrones, we've seen uh, Peter Dinklage, you know, get these drunk scenes, these big emotive scenes. And we get on the female side, we just get you know, Lena Headey looking into the distance saying, I shall get the Iron Throne. And it just, is that the problem, Joyce? Uh, Somewhat. I do agree that they have not written a woman well in the past, and they have tried to rectify some of that. And some of the women in the final season did get better storylines and, you know, some good endings. But you know, in Lena Headey's case, they still underwrote her in the final season. Like she was still standing on a balcony, sipping wine, staring out into distance. Like the most she ever spoke was when she requested elephants. And then she was missing from some major episodes. So I think a lot of people are were prepared before this final season to coronate her to finally get her an Emmy. But she had no material this season. So I I don't know if it's going to happen for her. Daniel, what do you think? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Game of Thrones, if, if they were writing strategically, if, you know, because, like, she's been nominated, like, four, three or four times. Uh, it, like, she's, people have wanted her to win more than once up to this point, but she ha- it hasn't happened for her. It felt like if they were going to write for anyone this season, it should have been her to get her, like, just to get her an Emmy. Like, be, do, do, like, the SVU thing where they give Mariska Hargitay one big episode and she gets to cry and scream and, and, and you know, beat, like, a, you know, a serial rapist or something. Uh, but, you know, Game of Thrones style. Well, everyone's a serial rapist on Game of Thrones, so... Um. <laughs> 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 but, um, but what yeah, a sick okay. burn! <laughs> <laughs> but Lita Headey is uh, is so had so much support and so much momentum going into this season. Like she could have been the John Hamm of Game of Thrones, where it's like finally she <laughs> won it. In doesn't matter. But they, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't give her the material. The they didn't give the character a very worthy death. Um, it's I mean, story- even she came out like two days ago saying she wished Cersei had a better death. <laughs> Yeah, it just we haven't it, talked to the showrunners about it yet. <laughs> she was this huge, amazing, like over the top villain. Well, not over the top in terms of performance, but that kind of persona. Um, but you know, she really kind of went out with a whimper. It's like, oh, my city is burning. Let me go into the crypt and then get 
buried by rocks. Like literally what happened to her. But you don't even see her and Jamie die. Like the rocks just fall. And then the next episode, they're under the rocks. (laughs) (laughs) They even cheat her out of that. That's awful. Hey, I'm all about Maisie. I always think Maisie has been uh, uh, underappreciated. And I think that she's always had a kind of emotional subtlety to her performance that as a viewer, I've appreciated. And it's it's not as bombastic. It's not a bombastic at all. Uh, but I think it's been there. And then this season, if you look at Gold Derby's odds and the predictions, you see she's she's now out front of all those other uh, co-stars of hers in terms of likelihood of winning. So uh, let's talk about Maisie versus uh, uh, Gwendolyn. Uh, what's her name? Gwendolyn Christie. Thank you. Okay, uh, because those are game changers. Those two. Those one of those two. Uh, at least one will be nominated, probably both, and one could win, right? Uh, yeah, I think um, I think we knew uh, from you know when when our fellow editor Chris Beecham got all the information from the networks, we knew that Game of Thrones was entering um, Maisie Williams, Lena Headey, and um, Sophie Turner for Best Supporting Actress. When the ballots came out, we saw Gwendolyn Christie's also been entered for consideration. She plays Brienne of Tarth. She is a fan favorite character. She had. Uh, a substantial screen time this season, although she, like many others, had a fairly controversial story arc where um, she sort of gets knighted by Jamie, Jamie, and then she goes to bed with Jamie, and then she cries over Jamie when he leaves. Um, so I don't think that helps, but I think I don't think anyone blames Gwendolyn Christie for that. I think everyone really admires her and her performance. And she and Maisie Williams are similar in that they both play these women who are fighting the male kind of. Uh, uh, you know, the, the gender roles uh, that they're prescribed with. They're both, you know, sort of warriors in a place where women are expected to be maidens and uh, 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 and dainty and, and and delicate, and they're, they're really fierce fighters. So I think that helps them both. Maisie uh, has the benefit of the fact that she had a good story arc in the last season, and she had... Uh, you know, plenty of screen time. Uh, She's not the most emotive character, but she had really strong moments. She got to kill the Night King. You you root for her too. You root for her. She has that strong rooting factor. She's very young for, like she's like 22 years old. And so she's uncharacteristically young for this category uh, or for really any any categories. They don't skew that young for actors usually. Um, But she honestly might be the strongest of the Game of Thrones contenders just based on the material from the season. Yeah, and she's already gone in before. She got in three years ago when she was 19, so she can definitely get back in. And like she started, I mean, people were already predicting her, but after the long night when she kills the Night King, that's when you saw her go up. Because that's oh. that's one of, like, even though you had no idea where she came out of to jump in and kill him, but that's, you know, one of the better moments of the season and what you remember. So uh, I think she's definitely in the top two. And I, I just think the whole problem with the three of them and Sophie Turner, who's never been nominated before, is that they could just split the vote. And that's so, a thing now where it wasn't. Yeah, because three years ago when um, they got uh, three of them in, when Amelia Clark was still in supporting, they got Amelia, Maisie and Lena. And I remember everyone immediately just voting for Lena in their prediction center. And I was like, nope, they're going to split the vote. And I stuck with Maggie Smith all yep. the way. <laughs> I she, do too. <laughs> you can't go wrong with, with uh, Maggie Smith, yeah. right, uh, Susan? <laughs> that is true. 
let, let, let's jump categories for a second here to the other Game of Thrones stars. Uh, Amelia Clark is competing in lead. I see that she's uh, not going to be nominated according to Gold Derby's odds. And of course, Kit Harington uh, is competing in lead and uh, was nominated in the past two. And we, we, we thought he was going to win um, or he was nominated in supporting, right? Um, what uh, can either of them finally win? I don't think they can win necessarily because Game of Thrones has always, the voters have always been, or, or the actors branch voters have always been skittish around Game of Thrones. It's so interesting to have the show. It's one more except Emmys. Except if you're Peter Dinklage. Except if you're Peter Dinklage, yeah. It's 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 one more Emmys than any other uh, primetime drama or, or scripted primetime drama or comedy in history. Um, but it only one actor from the show has ever won, which and is, he's won so often. I think yeah. it's three times now, right? Three times, he's yeah. Tied, he's he tied the record this year. Exactly, he tied the record with Aaron Paul. Yeah, so I don't know how much support, how much broad support in the actors' branch there is for the show, um, and the fact that it was a controversial season. I don't know how much more support they would get than usual. I think Amelia Clark gets into actress. Uh, I think I think they both could be nominated. I think Amelia is the stronger chance to be nominated. Um, uh, she she had certainly the most controversial story arc yeah it, and then yeah. there's there's also like some people might just feel like she was done dirty by the writing i mean a lot of people were done dirty by the writing but like her character especially when she just her heel turn was just so abrupt like there was no setup for it so if but you know she did the best she could with the material so i like you know there might be like some actors commiserating like i've been through that you know like you did good amelia with danny all these years yeah, sympathy votes for for having invested so much in this character and then having all of that kind of like turned over in like two episodes. What about poor Kit Harrington? Come on, when we were all predicting him to win a few years ago, it, he had the emotion stuff. He had the over the top grandiosity, the 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 importance. He would he, he John Snow dominated the season, and of course, who won? Joyce. <laughs> Ben Mendelsohn, the ghost of Ben Mendelsohn on <laughs> Bloodline, who wasn't even there. I know. So my, my point here would be that um, that sometimes it takes voters a little while to catch up with what is actually on the screen. So could that be to Kit Harrington's advantage this time? In other words, that he wins now for, for, for that season. <laughs> or, or, or plus his work this year, of course. Um, I think Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington's problem is not that he gave a worse performance than Amelia Clark this season, but that his category is more crowded than Amelia's. Because, you know, best drama actress, there's only one woman eligible this year who was nominated last year, and that's Sandra Oh. Uh, so there's like that that race is wide open, at, you know, for for new nominees to come in. Best drama actor isn't as empty. It's still got like Bob Odenkirk, Jason Bateman, Sterling K. Brown, you know, who could return. And so it's a little bit more crowded for him. Um, plus, he has that sort of I mean, we talk about like slap the stud with the Oscars mostly, uh, but he is that young kind of pretty boy you know, perception uh, of him as an actor uh, up against these, you know, you know, Brian Cox and, and, and these, you know, older, more veteran yeah, but actors. I'll bet you're betting on, on uh, Richard Madden to be nominated, right? To be nominated, but I'm not sure he wins. Um, and he's... Hypocrite. You know, <laughs> 
Well, I mean, you know, but we could have Rob Stark beat Jon Snow. <laughs> Which would be such sweet revenge after, you know, speaking of being done dirty, he got- The king in the north. Yeah, Rob Stark was like slaughtered during the Red Wedding and now he comes back to win an Emmy. (laughs) Okay, well, never mind what we think, those of you watching and listening to this discussion. uh, You tell us what you think. Go to Gold Derby's Prediction Center, log your predictions. They affect our odds, which are watched and monitored closely every day by Hollywood. Your Predictions matter. Make them now and prove us wrong. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.